It is a center for higher learning. It is a place with centuries of secrets in its shadowed halls. This is where you have come to learn the mysteries of the cosmos. Welcome to the Miskatonic University Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Miskatonic University Podcast, episode 69. This is the podcast dedicated to Call of Cthulhu and other horror and Lovecraft-related role-playing games. I'm Keeper Dan, and for this episode, I'm flying solo. My co-hosts all had holiday plans and are out of town and not available for the recording, and I decided, rather than trying to find somebody else at the last minute to be co-host, I would just run the solo and go through some news and a little bit of retrospective on 2014 and a little forecasting for 2015. Let's start things off with the news in our campus crier. Miskatonic University Campus Crier. Campus Crier's Miskatonic U student paper. Here's where I go through news and feedback. This episode's recorded on December 28th, 2014. Last episode of the year. And first up, we have an update for the Sandy Peterson's Cthulhu Wars game. The three different Kickstarters going for other language versions of it. The German version has been cancelled. They just ended the campaign because there wasn't enough turnout for that. The Spanish version is actually still going, so if you are a native Spanish speaker or just know Spanish and think it would be fun to play it, you've got 21 days to go on that. So from time of recording, there's 21 days left. They're at 15,000 out of 40,000, so it's still got a little ways to go to reach its goal, but it very well might with 21 days left. The French version, however, is finished and well fully funded. Boy, howdy fully funded. Goal of 40,000, they got 162,485. So there was a massive demand for Cthulhu Wars in French. So that's fantastic. I'm glad all of our French-speaking Cthulhu fans out there are going to be able to play this game in their own native tongue with all the documentation and everything right there in French. Congratulations to Sandy on another very successful campaign. And next up, the Arkham Gazette issue 3 is almost completed on its Kickstarter. There are 34 hours to go as I'm recording this. So Brett had a goal of 1500 to get issue 3 out there, and he's now almost to 6,000. It's at 5,720. This has gone really, really well. 
And so they've gone through a whole mess of stretch goals and the next and last stretch goal that it looks like we're going to be pointing at is for 6,500, which is attainable if the uh, the progress goes as steady as it has been. But that means all backers at the $20 level and up will get a PDF copy of issue four when it's ready. And remember, there's no scheduling yet for issue four. There's not even a topic picked yet for issue four. So that'll happen sometime in the new year. Right now, his priority is on issue three which is going to be beautiful. We've got all sorts of great stuff in here. If you go back and listen to the interview I had with Brett Kramer from Sentinel Hill Press, and we talk all about the various things that are in there. So go back, give that a listen if you haven't already, and uh, jump on over to the Kickstarter and pledge. I mean, $20 will get you issues 1, 2, and 3, and 1 and 2 are being revised and updated and reformatted and stuff. So it's going to be worth getting those again, even if you have the previous ones like I do. Then next up, we've got the campaign for Portal to Hell. Remember, this is the short film that will star Roddy Piper as a janitor who fights Cthulhu. Yeah, a janitor that fights Cthulhu. And it's Roddy Piper. I really want to see this. Like, now. This one still has 18 days left on it, and they're 90% of the way to their funding goal. So it's very close. They're coming up on uh, getting it funded. I really hope this makes it. And one thing that they had was that a Canadian film distributor said that they liked the idea so much that they are joining the production team to make a feature film version of this concept. So what we're funding here is the short film. So we're talking, you know, 20, 30 minutes. But if everything goes well, then this is going to be also made into a feature film. And that will be glorious. So pop on over to the link in the show notes and uh, take a look at the video. It's got Roddy Piper screaming into the camera. It's lots of fun. Then the campaign for Weird Detective. That has five days left on it, and that's well past funding. So that'll be that game that we talked about that's got its D6 system. But it looks to be kind of a an interesting take on the you know horror investigation type of game. And I would be very curious to see exactly what this looks like whenever it's completed. It's got good artwork, and the, the idea just sounds good. And what I would do with this, even though I'm kind of already have my plate full with, you know, gaming stuff and I stay focused on Call of Cthulhu, you know, with this show and everything, what I would do is get this and then take ideas from it and adapt them over to current game settings. Just because you get something new doesn't mean you have to abandon what you're already on. You can just adapt those ideas over and, you know, he might have some really cool ideas that can be adapted for your table. So go take a look. You know, $5 will get you the core book for it in PDF, as well as, uh, you know, 13 will get you a couple of the supplements, and uh, $20 gets you basically all of the PDF supplements that he's coming out with. So there's going to be a whole range of books with this. So it's not just a single book. There's a whole range of them. So go over and take a look. See if it's something that appeals to you. Maybe use some Christmas money on that. The Delta Green Shotgun Scenario Contest entries are in, and voting is still going to be open until the end of the year, so about another week or so. If you go to the link in the show notes, you'll see that there's a list of the 2014 entries, and 
got a whole mess of them here, all of them by Anonymous right now, because you go in there and you vote based on the content, not based on who wrote it. Later on, they release who wrote it. I know one of these is our own Keeper Johns, but I don't know where. So go over, take a look at the scenarios. They're all pretty short. And uh, so go over, take a look, and vote for what you like. Voting is done on the Delta Green Yahoo group list, and the link for joining on that is also in the show notes. And last but not least, the entertainment magazine Variety has released information that an independent production company called Radioactive Giant has acquired the rights to develop, produce, and distribute a movie called Miskatonic, a feature film inspired by the works of horror icon H.P. Lovecraft. And apparently, from looking at this, it's not going to be an adaptation of any specific uh, Lovecraft story. This is going to be an original story set at Miskatonic University. And so I'm very excited to see this, and I'll be uh, doing my best to keep very uh, tight tabs on what's going on with this. And uh, it's, it's just very cool. Now, the production company and people who are involved with this are new filmmakers. And so I'm looking at the uh, IMDb page for the director, Albert Sandoval. And it looks like he has produced a number of films that are in post-production, a couple in pre-production, and then he's directed a uh, one movie in post-production. He's written and a uh, second unit director. So he does have some experience with this, and I'm betting he's an H.P. Lovecraft fan. The other producer of this, Damon Hill, he has a longer uh, filmography here, and he's done acting, writing, directing, producing. He produced a movie called Unicorn Zombie Apocalypse, which I may have to find because that just sounds like exactly the kind of movie that I would want to see. So I'll have to take a look for that. But, you know, I'm very excited to hear that this is happening. You know, anything that gets these words out there are helpful. So I'm uh, very excited to hear about this, and I will keep everybody informed as more information is released. And that's going to wrap up the Campus Crier for this episode. I think that's the fastest one we've ever had, because it's just me, and well, discussing things by myself would be a little weird, even for this show. So, next we're going to roll into our Cryptocurium Spotlight. Cryptocurium has a new item that's out on the store to take a look at. This is a new Cthulhu amulet. Now, if you'll remember, there was already Cthulhu cultist medallions up there, which I actually own both of these. And uh, they're very cool, They, you know, with the wings spread and everything. Well, these Cthulhu amulets are different in that they're just the head of Cthulhu with the tentacles being a primary feature coming down and being separate from the piece. Whereas on the on the medallion, the wings were the base of it with the head on the front. And so this is a very nice piece. It's very definitively Cthulhu, and it comes in two different color schemes with different types of pieces to hang it on. There's the crude voodoo-inspired swamp cultist version, which is kind of a brownish. It looks like it was carved out of possibly a, a type of wood, but it's kind of a pale brown with lots of uh, aged highlights and everything. And that has a jute twine cord. And then there is the high priest version, which is a metallic shiny green. 
and that has a brown suede cord to hang it on. If you want to get just one of these, it's $25 plus shipping, or you can get both of them for 40 These would also make fantastic gaming props. So if you've got, say, a big scenario coming up or a, say, an endpoint to a campaign, something like this would be a great little memento to have for, you know, an investigator that gets a certain achievement in that or, you know, just use it in game in one way or another. And that's what we currently have for Cryptocurium. Thank you very much, Cryptocurium, for your support of the show. Settle down now, class. It's time for your next lesson. main topic what I wanted to go into was just kind of look back at 2014, the various things that we've managed to uh, get done over the year, the things we didn't quite manage to get done, uh, what we had had hopes for, all that. And then for 2015, to look ahead for this next year and what we have hopes for. This past year, 2014, we reached our uh, 50th episode. And so I was very happy with that. We That's, you know, one of those milestones. One thing that a lot of people don't necessarily know, if a podcast makes it past seven episodes, it's considered to be pretty successful. For the folks that actually keep track of the statistics for these things, seven episodes is actually kind of a a milestone where the good majority of shows will go to around five or six episodes, and then they'll pod fade. You know, somebody who's making one of these, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And they may decide that it's not for them, or they may have had unreasonable expectations to begin with. Why don't I have 10,000 subscribers already? You know, why aren't I making the money that some of these other people are? You know, just things that were never going to happen anyway. And so they'll just drop. And so that brings down the average. And so, yeah, around seven episodes is a milestone. If you can make it past that, then you're in the small minority of shows that kept going, which is just bizarre to me. Seven. But that's the way it is. And so, you know, we're very happy to now be on episode 69. 69, dudes! And we have no intention of stopping you know, scheduling things may cause a little bit of weirdness here and there, but we, you know, are just, we're happy to be doing this. We love doing this. I love being a podcaster. I can't even describe to you how much fun this is. Be able to get to know so many of you on an individual basis and become friends. You know, there are people out there from across the globe that I can name off and that I can, I can call my friends. And that is, very, very special. And I wouldn't trade this for anything. I love talking to you guys. I love sharing in this game that we all enjoy and love playing. And this is just one of the best decisions I ever made was to start this show. In fact, I'm even working towards doing my own solo podcast on a completely different topic. You know, it'll be web development and podcasting. And I'll share, you know, links to that whenever it's ready. But I enjoy it so much that I'm going to be doing another one. And this is just the greatest thing ever. 
I can sit here in this room, talk into the microphone, and it's going out to thousands of people across the world. How cool is that? But that's enough of that. This is supposed to be about this past year, and we didn't just start podcasting in this this year. We've been going for a little while now. But for 2014, we actually had a number of big events that we did. Uh, first one was our Indiegogo crowdfund campaign. That was a big success. We got in the funds that we needed to to be able to get us all to Gen Con and get a few um, equipment upgrades for the show. You know, my biggest regret with that is that I overextended my reach as far as what I was going to be able to provide to you guys on time. I'm, I'm still working on things, and all of the things we promised will be released. That part I can promise, but the time frame of this is just going a lot slower than I expected. So, yeah, I made some very poor choices there and, uh, you know, various other things that I wish I had done differently on that. But I'm working on it. In fact, just yesterday I was working on the floor plan for the Scott Dorward house and he sent me in. I was expecting, you know, a page of description for, you know, what the house would look like and what you could do with it. This wound up being 10 pages of awesome. And so what I'm doing is I'm actually doing the regular floor plan, like the previous one that I released, that is just, you know, straight up lines and showing where everything is and then a labeled version showing what all the rooms are. I'm also doing a version that is fully textured. So it'll have, you know, the actual carpeting, furnishings, everything from a top-down shot of the roof and the grounds all the way down into the cellar. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun making this, but it's slow going. But his description and story made it definitely something I felt I needed to do to really bring out the coolness that he wrote. So that's going to be on the way. Another thing that happened in 2014 is, well, the whole MUP crew got, actually got to meet for the first time. We went to Gen Con, and for the first time, we all got to meet one another. You know, in 2013, Murph and Chad got to meet in Necronomicon Providence, which was fantastic. But John and I had never met any of our co-hosts. And so this was the first time we actually got to meet and talk and spend a little time. Unfortunately, I had to leave early, so we didn't all four of us get to be in the same room at the same time. That just never happened. But I'm hoping someday that we'll be able to have all four of us together at a table. We can record something or we can play something or you know, I just, I want to spend more time with these guys. You know, that's another great thing about the podcast stuff is that this has become an extended family. And I'm grateful to have been able to meet all these guys in person. Another thing that we did this year was we got the website moved off of our old shared hosting server over to a, basically a virtual private server. And so it's a lot more uh, fast than the old one was. But with that also means that we have to we personally manage everything. Fortunately, Murph had a lot of experience in doing this kind of stuff, and I'm learning it because there's still a lot of things that need to be tweaked on it, and uh, WordPress just hasn't been real happy with the setup so far. So there's some things like the online store I can't rebuild because the settings are just not cooperating. So, you know, we're going to keep working on that. Another thing that happened this year is we received... The PDF and other digital format versions of Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition, which, you know, if you listen to our last episode, we were talking all about that. And this is a fantastic release. 
The changes that are in there are almost all optional. I love this thing to death, and not just because I had a hand in a few of the aspects with it, but because it's genuinely a good release of the game. There are some of the new rules and stuff in there. I can't imagine not having them anymore. Whenever I look at the way push works, I think, why haven't we been using this for the last 20 years? This is fantastic. So I'm very, very happy to see this, and I'm excited to see this in the print versions. And we'll definitely let everybody know as that moves forward and Cassium releases the info. But that's in the works, and we'll be seeing it, and it's going to be amazing. So thank you, Cassium, for all your hard work. And since I put this list together in about, you know, 10 or so minutes before recording, that's all I could come up with off the top of my head for 2014. I know that there's been a whole lot more stuff that's been happening. So I want to definitely open this up for on the forums. Go out on the forum and share your awesome Call of Cthulhu or gaming or whatever stuff that's happened this year. Good, bad, or indifferent. Get out there and share. Then we got 2015, the year that we're uh, coming up to, and this is the one where we're going to get the print release of 7th edition. The last few corrections have been done, it's been sent off to printers, and so we will be getting those this year, along with all the other goodies that came with that particular campaign. And another great thing that's happened this year is that uh, the Horror on the Orient Express Kickstarter has been completed. Chaosium's first Kickstarter, that they just wanted to do basically a re-release of the original game. And it wound up basically mutating into this amazing colossal beast that I don't think anybody was really sure what to do with it as it progressed. You know, this thing started off as, yes, it was a box set with several you know, small books, and he had a book for each city that uh, the campaign took place in, and it had props and stuff, and it was a great box set. There's certainly no arguing that. But this new thing is a beast unto itself. This is eight pounds of gaming stuff in the box, and I think this was a very clear signal to the gaming community as a whole and to Chaosium individually that, yes, Call of Cthulhu is very much still vibrant and wanted by the community. And I am very happy for the people that are getting in their box sets and the campaigns that are starting to go on now. Skype of Cthulhu is running Horror and the Orient Express with all the new stuff in full 7th edition. And that's a lot of fun to listen to. I'm a few episodes behind, but I've been listening to that, and it's great. So give that a listen, and, you know, go out there to the website if you don't already have it. You know, you can buy the box set now. It's just out on the market. Get your group together and say, hey, let's do something different and something huge and awesome. So congratulations, Chaosium, and for everybody who backed the campaign on getting Horror on the Orient Express out of the station. Then we're up to 2015. It's about four days away as I'm recording this. And so I thought I would bring up a few of the things that we know of and that we're hoping for. The first of which is that Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition is going to have its print release. We're going to see all those cool goodies from the campaign in our hot little hands this year. The books themselves, all of which will be hardback, which we talked about in the news previously. They're going to be big and full color and beautiful, and I am just so excited to finally get my hands on 
the the actual book. It's going to be just amazing, along with all of the other various stuff that goes with it. The Investigator's Companion, the Keeper's Screen Pack, the dice, the shirts, the pins, so much stuff. It's just going to be so cool. Another thing that I'm looking forward to on a personal level that I can't say for certain this will be this year, but I'm hopeful in that I have a couple of projects through Chaosium that I hope to see. One of them I'm pretty sure we will be seeing this year that I can't talk about yet. I haven't been given the okay. And then the other one that we have discussed previously, which is my 7th edition rewriting of the scenario Edge of Darkness. And so I'm very proud of how that came out and the maps I made for it and everything. And I really hope that uh, the community really enjoys it. So I'm both excited and nervous as all hell about that getting out there. But, uh, you know, I haven't been given any kind of time frame on that because, well, Chaosium has a lot of other more important things on their plate right now. It'll be released whenever they get the opportunity to do so. I'm sure it'll be after 7th edition hasn't it been, you know, well finished out is in everybody's hands. But that's what I'm hoping for for this coming year. Something that we definitively know will happen is Necronomicon Providence 2015. That is happening in August from the 20th to the 23rd in Providence, Rhode Island, in celebration of H.P. Lovecraft's 125th birthday. Now, I would love to be able to get out there. What I would really love is to get all of us out there, get the four of us out there to be able to see one another again and even be in the same room at the same time for once. Though I am not very hopeful of this actually happening. This is actually a much higher expense than Gen Con would be. And so, you know, this is not something I'll be able to just drive out partway and then hitch a ride with friends and drive the rest of the way. There's no cheap way out of this. This is going, you know, across the country by air to a place that will have no choice but to rent hotel rooms and all that sort of thing. So this is going to be a much more costly venture, and I really don't expect to be able to manage it, which makes me very sad. But hopefully we'll get some great uh, reporting in from friends who do make it out there. And we've got Gen Con, which has been bumped forward on the calendar a little bit. Instead of being the end of August, it is now the end of July. So Gen Con is going to be July 30th to August 2nd. 2015. This one, I'm honestly not sure if I'll be able to make it because of the expenses involved. My work hasn't been doing all that great, and I'm going to have to be looking for a different job. So getting to Gen Con is one of those hopes, but not necessarily a given. And while the idea is there to do another crowdfund campaign for Necronomicon or Gen Con or both, I'm very reluctant to hold another one of those while I have so many projects from the first one out. So on the forums, go ahead and maybe give me your feedback. Do you guys feel like you would be willing to support a campaign that was run differently from the stuff I learned from the first one to help us get out to Necronomicon? Because that one, that one's going to be a lot more expensive. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there. And another thing that I plan to do for this year, apart from getting all of my crowdfund things out the door and in the hands of the people that backed them, is... I have all sorts of ideas for the website. I want to take the forum, which is right now it's separate from the main site. 
It's a completely separate install of PHPBB. I want to integrate it with the WordPress website and make it a much more cohesive experience. I have ideas for just all sorts of interesting new upgrade stuff. I also found a new product distributor where I'm going to be working on swapping over our t-shirts and, and those kind of items with our logos swapping those over to a different company where I can drop the price. I have to get some sample stuff from them to make sure that they're in decent, you know, that they're good uh, quality. But I have a lot of confidence from people that I've heard reviews from that this place does make really good stuff. So the uh, shirts and things I'm hoping to move from Zazzle to a different company. And once I get that in place, then I'll release and share the info. But that way the shirts will be a lot less expensive and hopefully really good quality. I know that there have been a couple of issues from the Zazzle stuff that have been very irritating. So I'm looking to uh, get that moved over. If you have any ideas or any hopes for how you would like your 2015 to come out, pop on over to the forums and share. And uh, let's get a conversation going about all the things that I didn't think of that are happening and uh, just the things that you're looking forward to. And here at the end, I just wanted to give a big shout out to the uh, guys over at Skype of Cthulhu. And I just want to say thank you. They collectively put together some Christmas cards for the hosts here at the Miskatonic University podcast. And I am you know, very grateful for that. And thank you all so much. I love listening to it. I loved being a part of Skype of Cthulhu when I did. Uh, my time just doesn't allow me really anymore. Hopefully I'll be able to open up some time and, and join back in on the occasional game. Because I, I do miss playing with those guys. But you're doing wonderful work over there and it's a lot of fun to listen to. So thank you and keep it running. And that brings us to a close for our super short episode, number 69. Love to hear from our listeners, and we've got lots of different ways you guys can reach out to us. Our main contact email address is feedback at mu-podcast.com, and we've got our Twitter account at mu underscore podcast. And we still have our IRC channel on the feedback page of the website. We have our Providence, Rhode Island voicemail number, 401 400 Zero MUP. That's four zero one four hundred zero six eight seven. We've also got a link on the website through the service called SpeakPipe that allows you to just simply record through your iOS device or through your computer's microphone. When you call us up, ask us a question, or you can just leave us a liner that I can put at the beginning of the show that says who you are. And I'm enrolled at the Miskatonic University Podcast with hearty go pods for our home team, the Fighting Cephalopods. And the website is mu-podcast.com. The show notes for this episode are going to be at mu-podcast.com slash 69. That's the numbers, 69. And the forums for the show are over at mu-podcast.com slash campus. We've got all sorts of different Wonderful conversations going on over there, so please join in and be a part of things. Thank you all so much for being with us for another episode and for another year. Here's to 2015, everybody. Class is dismissed.
The Call of Cthulhu role-playing game is property of Chaosium, Inc. The written works of H.P. Lovecraft are held in the United States public domain. All other works mentioned in this podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of this show is copyright of the Miskatonic University podcast under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike license. Okay, wait. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes!